quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. We are having our first live workshop in a private Facebook group, and it's all about how to stop yelling at your kids. And it really is just how to be calm in the moment. And we're going to work on our childhood stuff, too. We're going to dive into a little bit of world of journaling. And so it will be live in this Facebook group, but it will be then recorded and you can watch it later. If you can't make it on November 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can watch it later for the following week. And then I'm going to take all my slides and turn them into a PDF and give those to people um, so they can have those in perpetuity so that you can just like refer back to it because I'm going to give you all my in the moment tips and tricks, everything that I've learned since this parenting journey about how to really stay calm and not yell because yelling is my trigger, but it can be used for anything. It's just about like staying calm and being present. So that will be, um, there's a link, we'll link it here and you guys can buy tickets for that. November 9th, right? 10 to 12. Don't miss it, you guys. She works so hard for all of us. Thanks, Gemma. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all. For the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard. For the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey friends, Gemma here. I'm with Michelle. And today we're going to talk about apologizing. Yes. Hi, Gemma. How are you? Doing well. Apologizing on both ends, really. Yes. Before we get started, though, I wanted to say a really big thank you to everyone who's listened and liked and subscribed and commented. And we're so appreciative of the support and we're humbled by the kindness and the authenticity of this community. And I just wanted to say thank you for all those people out there listening. Yay. Me too. I haven't received any bad feedback. Yeah, people are so nice. So for today, we're going to talk about how we don't force our kids to apologize and also how we model apologizing ourselves. Yeah, those are both really, really important. And I I think what happens is we see our kids do something wrong and we really immediately we want to be like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You have to apologize. You've hurt somebody's feelings. And for us, it almost well, I know for me personally, it almost becomes like an emergency. Like, oh, my gosh, we have to rectify this right now. That was so unkind. You can't do that. And either it's to me or a sibling or a friend. And it's almost so uncomfortable for us to sit with our kids who've done something that is, quote unquote, wrong. And I think think that 
that's where this whole thing kind of stems. And, you know, we don't want our kids to have unruly behavior or be unkind or do the wrong thing or hurt someone's feelings. But in life, that happens. Apologies are there for a reason. And they're there for a reason because us human beings make mistakes. And our kids are going to make mistakes and hurt other people's feelings. And I think the first part of it is for us to be okay with that and to know that our kids are flawed, deeply flawed people that are absolutely going to hurt someone's feelings. In fact, we all will too. I've hurt people's feelings in the last week, you know? <laughs> I've hurt my friends' feelings and my my own children's feelings and and that's part of life. And so if we can dial it back to not being an emergency and take a breath when those things happen and not try to really force the apology because we really want it because we somehow feel like if they apologize, everything's better, right? And it's just a word, like how much does that word actually mean? You know, I feel the same with friends or my husband or my family when they just say the word sorry. I'm like, show me you mean that, like actually change your behavior. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friend on the way home from dropping my son at preschool. And we were talking about apology. I told him what the episode was about. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're going to love this one. And he was like, oh, no, my parents made me apologize from a young age every time I was bad. And I was like, well, my kids don't do anything bad. All yeah. behavior is valid. Yeah. Like, they don't always have to apologize. I'm, or they, I mean, they should and they will eventually. But I'm never going to say, go say sorry to somebody because I want them to actually mean it when they say it. Well, that's exactly right, Gemma. You're so right. It's like, what weight does it hold? Does it really mean something when you say, when you give, make, you know, it's a compulsory apology. We're saying you have to apologize. And I'm thinking in my head, like, what does that, how does that make the kid feel who is meant to apologize? Just like your friend said, like he thought I was in trouble, right? Right. And how do we know whatever happened in whatever situation, if we weren't there, if it wasn't us, how do we know that that child is meant to apologize? How do we not know that it wasn't a retaliation from a prior, you know, occurrence? How do we not know that there was something else that happened that maybe they didn't need to apologize, but we've come in and said, okay, you need to apologize. And in essence, you're wrong. You're, you've done something wrong. You're, you're quote unquote bad. And so when we make the kids apologize, then I think that creates some sort of anger for sometimes for kids, you know, they're thinking, oh God, I'm in trouble again. Now, how am I going to retaliate or how am I going to withdraw or how is this going to affect me? So I think a really important tactic is to really breathe into it's okay for them not to apologize right now. It also lets them off the hook. It's like, go say sorry. And then you're done. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, but I it's feel like of, it is like it's just they what's the word compuls I can't say it compulsory. They make you yeah, do they, it. Yeah. Be, yeah. They force you to do it. Right. So they're forcing you to do it as a way of they're thinking, oh, you're going to you're going to get it. You're going to somehow realize and have remorse. And I think yeah. that's what we're, we're looking for. We want our kids to get to the remorse feeling. We really want them to feel remorse. And when we make them apologize, we hijack that. We, we keep them from feeling the remorse because like you said, A, they just, you know, they apologize and they're, it's over and they're let, they're let off the hooks, so to speak. And they don't have to go to that remorse feeling because their parents made them apologize and, or they just never get there because they're so angry at us for making them apologize. Right. When I was in either sixth or seventh grade, we had to pick a famous person and write a report on them. 
I don't know if anyone remembers episode one, but I always wanted to be a mom, <laughs> like preschool <laughs> on. And so, of course, I did my report on Piaget. That's did good. All the development of like babies' brains. And then when they, I focused on the baby part, but I was just looking it up because I was thinking about it. And I'm like, there's no way their brain can even comprehend like it's called egocentrism or something and it's Mm -hmm. it's age two to seven where they don't have that like they honestly can't they probably can feel some remorse but they can't grasp that there's other perspectives in the world yet yeah so for us to expect them to be remorseful is too much they can't no they can't can't. but I think as time goes on and as they become older they do get that yeah and they start to feel that and I think they can't with the right kind of modeling right, and right. with the right kind of coaching, they can get there. But I think it's letting them sit in their upset. You know, um, if I know with my kids, when one hurts the other or one's unkind to the other, I will sometimes just come in and I'll hug the person who's been hurt and I'd say, I'm so sorry. And I might say to the other one, what happened? And when we can sit there calmly and, and sit in those moments together where it's calm after they're you know, ignited and we can pull them apart from like scratching each other's eyes out, (laughs) then they, they can actually get there. They will get there because they see what's happening. And oftentimes my kids, even if they're even now that they're older, it will take them a while, but I've gotten apologies 20 minutes later, two hours later, a whole day later. In fact, my um, daughter, the other day she came home from school and she was super cranky from school and she was hungry and she was tired and she was this and that and the other thing. She's sitting down in the kitchen and I said, oh, are you doing your homework? And she looked at me. "Uh, Yeah, duh. Don't you think I'm doing my homework? What do you think I'm doing here? Can't you tell I'm doing my homework? And I was like, oh, boy. And I wanted to punish her and yell at her and shame her and everything. In that moment, I was like, I'm taking your in my head. I'm like, I'm taking your phone away. I'm taking your computer away. Mm-hmm. Like, you're done. But I just like, OK, deep breath. And my friend was over. And so I oh, felt no. so embarrassed in front of my friend. And I was like, but I didn't care too much. But it did add an aspect of shame. Right. Yeah. And so I took a deep breath. And I looked at my friend and I winked at her and then I walked in the kitchen and I breathed it out and she ate and we all kind of were in there just, you know, hustling, bustling around. And then 20 minutes later in front of my friend, thank goodness, she yeah. said, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, mommy, I was so cranky and I was just taking it out on you That's because she's so 13 sweet. and she, now she can get there. You know, it's taken her a long time, but she's getting there, but it's worth the wait because yeah. that's the kind of apology I want. I want it to feel like that from her and I want us and it's okay that she messed up in front of my friend and I'm a parenting coach. It's okay. Even though I'm embarrassed. It's totally fine. like a layer of it. Like you want your kids to be perfect in front of everyone. (laughs) It's funny because you do, you know, you're like, oh, they're like, oh, she's the parenting coach. Look at her. Look at her daughter. (laughs) But I'm like, that's not what it's about. My kids are free to not be perfect and, and that's okay with me. And it's, it's certainly part of the process. So, but it, it does add a layer when that's your profession. It's interesting, but I think that it's really important to let them feel it so that it feels good when they, when they give it to you. I think the, what happened thing for me is really big. I always blamed Caleb. And so it was always Caleb's fault. Caleb always had to say, sorry, like no matter what, because he was bigger for some reason, I guess I assumed, but now 50% or more of the time it's Jonah. That's the offender. (laughs) In my head, I'm mad at Caleb, but I have no reason to be. And he, when I say what happened, Caleb always tells me the truth, even if he was in the wrong. 
he will tell me. And a lot of the time he does apologize to Jonah. Like he will say the word sorry. And mm-hmm. then my instinct is like, you don't have to say sorry. But I'm like, no, no, he did it by himself. Like It's okay. So sometimes with behavior, the pendulum needs to sling, swing all one way. And then it all maybe swing all the other way. Yeah. And eventually, it, eventually, by the time they're 21, it all you know, it yeah. gets where it should be. But it takes that long. And it takes modeling tons of apologies and not forcing tons of apologies before our kids will finally find that remorse feeling in themselves and act upon it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if they don't apologize. It really is okay. But what we can say in those moments and what I like to say is um, remember everybody the rule in the house is we're kind to one another. Don't forget. Instead of shaming and blaming and whatever, we just restate the rule. The rule in the house, there's no hitting. The rule in the house is there's no pushing. The rule in the house, we have this rule in the house. We do not put our hands on one another unless it's a hug. And so I'm not constantly saying that. We do not put our hands on one another unless it's a hug because sometimes they like to like, you know, be like fresh with each other, like you know, just a tiny little push in the yeah. arm or whatever. And, I'm, you know, so we're constantly restating that without shaming anyone, without saying, don't touch your sister. That's not okay. Hands are not for hitting as me. Hands are for, you know, for being kind. Instead of singling one out, we kind of just restate the rules. So we're not ignoring the bad behavior by not making them apologize. But we are saying this is the standard. This is the boundary. This is where we're not supposed to go past. Okay. And they still will. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that that it's not working. It just means that we have to keep practicing. Right. And then us modeling, apologizing to them, like when we do something, because sometimes, I mean, I don't do it a lot anymore, but I used to like pick them up forcefully and like remove them from the situation or like anything that made them uncomfortable. I didn't used to apologize for. And now I'm always like, oops, I'm sorry that I grabbed your arm so hard. Like mommy was upset in the moment. Mommy needs to take a deep breath. I should never touch your body like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're always so forgiving. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. I think that's such an important one. I had somebody on Facebook today say, oh, I did the wrong thing and I apologize and I feel so bad. And I'd say to her like, no, you should feel so good that you do apologize because there's so many parents who do the wrong thing and they can't apologize because they're so full of shame and embarrassment and they were never modeled a good apology and it's hard to say I'm sorry when you've done the wrong thing to a child you know that's a hard thing to do but it's so powerful and it's so insightful and it's the best teacher is is modeling that stuff for them Mm -hmm. I agree with that too and I think with um like on the playground or wherever you are with other kids if you model that for your kids like if they I think we talked about it in aggression you know like I don't always make them say sorry but I will always say like oh I'm sorry are you okay or something like that to show like my concern you know and then I think my kids learn from that also yeah that's good too and I think yeah being concerned with the kid who has who our kid has hurt is a good one. You you mentioned that, like you said before, but I think that is a really good one. It's like if they see us having concern for people who aren't doing well because of something we've done, mm-hmm. then of course they're going to absorb all of that because the biggest teacher is a model yeah. and they just imit- they start imitating us. That's the way in which kids learn is they, they take it all in and then they start imitating us. So what do we want them to imitate? 
And do we want them going around making other people apologize? Like you need to say sorry. Like, is it going to play out like that? Yes. We've spent a lot of time with my family. My cousin was in town, so we spent like five days with my family. And then this morning, Caleb was doing this to Jonah saying like, Jonah, you need to say sorry. Jonah, you can't do that. And I was like, oh my, I know where oh. you've heard this. Oh no. <laughs> but imagine they just learn it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, now I'm thinking of the trip with my cousin here. Caleb hurt my leg like five times yesterday. I was fuming inside because I'm like, can you just stop? It was accidental every time. But you know, when you get hurt, for some uh-huh. reason, hurt causes me anger. I don't know why, but he never apologized to me. But I could tell in his body that he was remorseful. You know, like he gets yeah. really tense and he like looks around and wants to fix it somehow. Well, I think that's a really, yeah, I think that's a really important point. Apologizing isn't always saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Apologizing is doing something to make the other person feel better. It can be bringing them their favorite toy. It could be asking them if they want a bite of their ice cream. It could be being kind and nice the next interaction. It doesn't have to be an apology. It can be goodwill and kindness. And so we might think that apologies need to be I'm sorry, but they don't necessarily need to be that. And we're not the judge and jury around that. And our kids might show an apology like Esme when she was unkind to me the other day, she did apologize, but she was so nice to me the rest of the night because I think she knew she felt bad. But had she not apologized and just was kind to me the rest of the night, I'd take that. I would totally take that as like retribution for your mistake, you know, and I. I think that is another part of apologizing is just being kind to that person following the action. That's how I mean, that's how I like to receive apology. I do not like the word sorry. I just don't like it. I feel like it's almost fake because we have. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just how I grew up in a big family. Like you had to say sorry. And I it's meaningless to me, truly. Well, (laughs) that's I think what happens when it becomes compulsory is because it come becomes meaningless to whoever has been told they need to apologize because now they've realized, like you said, and you probably learned that in your family, as soon as I apologize, I'm I'm let off the hook. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you've repented. Now move on. And and I like that idea to some degree, but I like the idea of getting to the remorse. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the remorse? And I think letting or sinking in and letting our kids feel the remorse and learn the remorse, it might take 150, 200 times. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it. It is really worth it to get an organic apology. I think so, too. And I think if you have younger kids, just hold on to the hope that it's coming because I couldn't see it before. And Caleb is almost five. And now I see it. Jonah, I'm seeing exactly what I saw in Caleb where he like has that serial killer look in his eyes. He's like, nope, I don't feel bad. Don't care. But he I know he cares. and I know it's coming. Like, and he'll yeah. show me in moments, you know, like we went to take the dog to the vet today and he had to get shots and I could see Joey's body like tensing. And he was like, why does he have to get shots? You know, so I know he like has those deep empathy. Feelings. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't know how to show it yet. Yeah, they, they and that's something you grow into. You're not born with all of this stuff. Yeah, it happens to us, you know, over the course of life. And I think we have these high expectations of our children. We really think that they should be self-regulating, apologetic, kind, nice and do everything that they're supposed to do. And I don't think it necessarily comes that way so quickly. And we can, you know, make them by punishing or controlling them or making them apologize. But I don't think the results are necessarily the best. I Just also think 
think when the two of them are interacting, it's helpful when I don't blame or shame and I just state the obvious. Like if I say what happened and no one can answer, if I'm like, oh, it looks like Joey's tower got knocked over. How did that happen? And then it'll unfold that way. And then we can get to the meat of it. <laughs> but I like that. They just need help. Yeah, I like that. But I never oh. come in and I'm like, Caleb, you knocked over his tower. Oh, I used to do that so <laughs> bad. Too. I was yeah, the worst. I, I used to come in and be like, Esme, what did you do? Oh my gosh, your sister's crying. What did you do? Yeah. Now, when I hear them having a kerfuffle now, I'll be like, oh, hey, do you need help? <laughs> and sometimes they'll be like, yes. And the other times they'll be like, no. And then I'll go on the other side of the wall and just kind of listen, yeah. you know, thinking, do I need to get in there or don't yeah. I? But yeah, I usually do. But I think that's it, too. It's I like how you said that. Like, it looks like the tower fell over. How? I like yeah. that. That's really good. It's hard to see our kids be unkind. And I think that's where it all roots. So if we can breathe into that. And be okay with the fact that they're going to do it today and tomorrow and pretty probably pretty sure the next day. But they're not bad people. They're just, they're figuring it out. And it's coming. It's all yeah, coming. Yes, it's all coming. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. We so appreciate your support. And um, like and subscribe and leave a comment. We could really use it. It's so good for our morale. Yes, and it is. Yeah, we like it. It makes us feel good. Like, Build oh, us we're, up. Please. We're not just doing it for nothing. Um, and, uh, you know, we have our private Facebook group. Gemini are both in there and Instagram. And if you're looking for a coach, you know, you can always find me at peaceandparentingla.com. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you guys okay, for listening. Thank you.